1: Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Those of you that are hearing this message, by the time you're hearing it, me and Pastor Chris will have been in the Philippines for a couple weeks now, and we're very excited to share with you the kinds of things that God is doing there. So look forward to new and exciting reports about the things that God is doing in the Philippines. But you know, God is preparing to move, and and even now he's moving here in the United States of America. This is a season of implementation where it is time for us, the body of Christ, to begin implementing those things that God has been instructing us to do. Think about those areas in your life where God has been trying to correct you, where God is trying to get you on the right path, we cannot afford to delay any longer. We need to start implementing here and now because God's move is going to happen and God's word is going to manifest as he said it. And as I've been reminding you guys, week after week, what the Lord has been telling us is that we're going to see a move of God the likes of which has never happened in the history of the church. Now, the Lord said it, so we need to prepare for it, because God's word is going to manifest as he said it. Amen. It says in Revelation chapter 10, verse 5, Then the angel I had seen standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven. And he swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and all that is in them, the earth and all that is in it, and the sea and all that is in it. And he said, there will be no more delay. But in the days when the seventh angel is about to sound his trumpet, the mystery of God will be accomplished just as he announced to his servants, the prophets. God's move is not going to be delayed. It is truly going to manifest. And the interesting thing too is that many times we cannot see the full plan of God. We cannot see everything that the Lord is planning until the time for the complete manifestation of his word. And that's something when those things that were hidden, they finally become known. Now it says in Isaiah chapter 46, verse 8, and I'm reading in the NLT version, it says, do not forget this. Keep it in mind. Remember this, you guilty ones. Remember the things I have done in the past, for I alone am God. I am God, and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. What the Lord says he's going to do, it's going to come to pass. It doesn't matter what the circumstances look like, it will surely come to pass. Just like at the beginning of the creation, all there was was darkness and chaos, and the earth was formless and void. The Lord spoke something that didn't exist yet, that the circumstances gave no evidence that there would be something of that nature. And he said, let there be light. He spoke something that wasn't there and it came into existence. So when the Lord says there's going to be a move of God, the likes of which has never happened in the history of the church, right? You may look at the world around you and may think, yeah, well, There's all kinds of wickedness, and there's no justice in the courts, right? And there's all kinds of perversion, and all of these darkness everywhere. It doesn't matter what the circumstances look like, because when the Lord speaks, it will come forth, okay? So everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. Verse 12, listen to me, you stubborn people, who are so far from doing right. For I am ready to set things right. Not in the distant future, but right now. This is what God is saying. For the body of Christ here in America, he is ready to set things right. And it's not going to be in the distant future. It's happening now. Even now, God is moving. And we need to act and prepare expecting his move expecting that God is the one that's in control, God is the one that raises up kings and replaces them, okay? We have to put our faith in God and focus on Him because He has given us such an immense opportunity to be a part of those people that are going to alter the course of history and turn the nations towards righteousness. This is the attitude we have to take on. And I know some of you, you you might have become cynical because you look at The state of the nation, you look at the state of the world, maybe you watch the news, and you're thinking about all the horrible things that are happening, you have to focus on God. And you might be thinking, oh, but we've waited so long, and I've been believing, and this and that, and when's it going to happen, right? Well, it says in Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 21, and this is the NLT version again, it says, again, a message came to me from the Lord, son of man. You've heard that proverb they quote in Israel. Time passes and prophecies come to nothing. So this means it was a common phrase in the land of Israel. That all oh, the prophets, they just say things and they don't ever amount to anything. Nothing ever happens, right? right. When, are, when are some people going to go to jail? When are these things going to happen? When are these things going to manifest, right? You might be saying these kinds of things. Prophecies, they keep being said, time passes, and they come to nothing. So this was a common proverb and a quote that they were sharing around Israel. So you've heard this proverb they quote in Israel, time passes and prophecies come to nothing. Tell the people this, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I will put an end to this proverb and you will soon stop quoting it. Now give them this new proverb to replace the old one. The time has come for every prophecy to be fulfilled. Amen. That is for here, and that is for now. God's word is going to manifest, and it's manifesting and moving very soon, and we should act accordingly. And he continues, verse 24, There will be no more false visions and flattering predictions in Israel. So this means that not only were people saying, Oh, the prophecies, they always amount to nothing. That means there was a lot, also a lot of false prophets. People saying things, flattering predictions. Oh, this is what's going to happen. This person's going to die and this person's going to set up, right? Oh, this person's going to be imprisoned and all these things are going to happen. And it's going to be this huge, big thing, right? They say things that, oh, wow, that sounds so good. That sounds so nice. Yeah, and you envision this way that God's supposed to move that, fix, that fits into your expectations of how God's going to move. Well, God says here, there will be no more false visions and flattering predictions in Israel. So let's stop trying to predict the way God's going to do something. Let's stop trying to imagine and fit God in the box of how we think he should move. Verse 25. For I am the Lord. If I say it, it will happen. There will be no more delays, you rebels of Israel. I will fulfill my threat of destruction in your own lifetime. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, the people of Israel are saying, He's talking about the distant future. His visions won't come true for a long, long time. Therefore tell them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. No more delay. I will now do everything I have threatened. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Amen. God is moving here and now. So we have to make ourselves ready for it. We need to ensure That if God has instructed us to do something, that that becomes the number one priority on our life. It has to be number one. More than our loved ones and family members, more than our finances, more than our business. Because if we put God first, all of those other things will come into alignment as well. They will be taken care of because God will take care of those things, that which concerns you. But we have to pursue God first and foremost. And what happens is that many Christians, they try to bend God around their schedule. They have their priorities, they have their desires, okay? They have their wants and their ambitions, and then they try to fit God somewhere in that list of things. What actually needs to happen is that our schedule, our ambitions, our desires, all of them need to need to move around so that God has the first priority. Our schedule should instead be subservient to God's schedule, right? We should make a priority to obey God no matter what, okay? And and I understand, look, we all have responsibilities, right? We've all got work. We've all got bills to pay, right? These are all responsibilities that have to happen, okay? But let's say, for example... That there was some millionaire billionaire, and he sent out an invitation, and he said, Everyone, I'm holding a huge breakfast giveaway, okay? And everybody who shows up, I'm going to give them $10 million to all the people I've invited. But here's the caveat, right? You need to be there at 4 a.m. in the morning, and if you show up one minute late, you're not going to get anything. Now, if we received that invitation, if we were believed it, right? Oh, wow. Oh, I just got to show up to this breakfast at four in the morning, right? Many of us, we would pack our clothes. We'd probably camp out in the parking lot the night before. You know what I'm saying? We would do what we had It didn't matter. It wouldn't matter, right? If we have work the next day, it wouldn't matter. Oh, you know what? I was going to go have breakfast, right? With so-and-so. Oh, I was going to do this or that. No you would clear your schedule to be there. Because you know what? Oh yeah, I'm going to get that $10 million. So we would make room in our schedule for something like that. The truth is what God is offering us is far, far more valuable. But it's evident that many Christians don't see it that way. Because if they did, they would also prioritize God, right? If they They would do what they have to do, right? Maybe you work a full-time job. Okay, you know what? I'm going to wake up extra early so that I have that time to obey God, right? Or maybe I'm going to put in extra time in the evenings or the weekends. I'm going to do what I have to do to make room in my schedule so that I can listen to and obey God. Because I value the opportunity that God has given me. Because the calling of God doesn't come at our convenience. It doesn't. When God called Abraham and he gave him this huge promise that you're going, to be the, you're going to be a blessing to all nations. I'm going to bless those who bless you. I'm going to curse those who curse you. And all the nations on earth are going to be blessed through you. Right? That was the calling of Abraham. And God said, now leave your father's household. Leave everything and go to a land I will show you. Right? And we have to put it in the historical context. When you're leaving a town, especially in those days, you're likely saying goodbye for forever, right? You couldn't just get, you couldn't just call them up and, you know, get on a video chat with FaceTime or Zoom or whatever. You were probably saying goodbye for forever. And not only that, he was leaving his inheritance behind. He was leaving all his family connections behind. But Abraham was willing to leave all of those things and follow God. And that's why God was willing to, that's why he stepped into the fullness of his calling. It says in Luke chapter 14, Starting with verse 15, and now I'm reading in the NIV version, Jesus illustrates this uh, image very, very well. He says, it says, Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. This is not unlike what God has done for us. He's saying, this is what I'm going to do, and you can be a part of it if you obey me, if you make room for me, if you spend time with me, and you take and you listen to my leading and implement, right? And God has already spoken many things into our life. He's decreed things prophetically over your life about how you are destined for greatness. And that if you follow him, you will do great things in his name. This is part of the calling of God, okay? So it's like we've been invited to partake in this great blessing, okay? So this man, he was preparing a great banquet and he invited many guests. So the servant came back and reported this to his master, and the owner of the house became very angry. And he ordered his servant, go quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town, bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you have ordered has been done, but there there is still more room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full, I tell you, not one of those who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. All of these people had received an invitation. They knew this was coming, but they had their own priorities. Okay, and we see there's two instances regarding businesses and finances, where they were prioritizing, you know, their business, their ambitions, their finances, over this invitation that had been given to them. Another person, the third, right, they were prioritizing their personal relationships, right, their marriage and this stuff. Remember, Jesus told us, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all of these other things are going to be added unto you. God has to be first. And if we put our loved ones ahead of God, those now become an idol for us. In the same way, if we put our finances and our business ambitions ahead of God, that now becomes our idol. That has now become your God because that is the thing that you are bending your schedule around to, you're bending your priorities around to, all of your time and energy is prioritized around that thing. That is your God. And so you, in doing that, are unknowingly practicing idolatry. Okay? God has granted you Such an opportunity to step into the great, wonderful destiny that he has for you. And the Lord says, these signs will follow them that believe. They're going to cast out demons. They're going to speak in other tongues. They're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. Those are the kinds of signs and wonders that are supposed to be following you wherever you go, right? And many Christians are trying to chase after signs and wonders. Many other Christians, right? They haven't even experienced or even seen any signs and wonders, right? So, do they really believe God? And many times it's because there's something else in their life that they are putting above God, and that has become their idol. Your schedule, your priorities, they have to bend around the word of God and what God has been speaking into your life. Because Jesus said, he said, the kingdom of heaven is like this, that there was a man who found a treasure hidden in a field. is buried in this field. And the man, so excited at what he found, he went back home and he sold everything that he owned so that he could buy that field. And this is actually what, quote-unquote, sacrifice looks like in the kingdom of God. You see, this man wasn't suffering because he sold everything he owned. No, the reason why he did this is because he recognized there's this great and marvelous treasure That is far more valuable than anything I own already, right? It's, it's, it's so far exceeds what I have that I'm willing to sell everything so that I can buy that field and get that treasure. This is what the calling of God is like, you see. And when God says, surrender this to me, right? Make me a priority over your loved ones, over your family members, your spouse, your finances. Surrender all of those things to me. It's not that God is cruel and he wants to punish you and he wants to, you know, put you down and and show you who's boss, right? That's not why God is doing this. In surrendering those things to him, you receive back a far greater reward. And that's why Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like this. Those that see the value of what God is offering them are the ones who chase most Eagerly and passionately after God. How desperate are you for the move of God in your life? That will decide how much you act on your faith. So I want to circle back to this sort of imagery that I explained earlier. Say there was some big millionaire or billionaire, they were holding a big banquet, and then they said, I'm holding a breakfast giveaway. Everyone who attends that's been invited. Right is going to get $10 million, but you have to show up at 4 a.m., and you can't be even a second late. If I'm, if something like that happened and you really believed, yeah, this is the real deal, you would do everything in your power to be there. You would do everything in your power to make sure that you're there, not just on time, right? You'd probably show up an hour early. You might, You would probably camp out in the parking lot overnight, dressed and ready to go, okay? so if you would so eagerly prepare and make sure that you are in position for something like that it should be all the more the case for the calling of god in your life and it shows just how little faith we really have in this modern day because we have so many conveniences and we can get so far in our own power we have to recognize that we need God to really achieve the supernatural. You need to be desperate for the move of the supernatural in your life and when you chase after it, I promise you, your life will be forever changed and you'll begin to discover God in a way that you never have before. You see, because going back to Abraham, he was willing to leave everything. But you see, the calling that God had in Abraham's life, and this is true for all the people that God calls. The calling of Abraham was so far beyond and so much bigger than anything Abram, at the time, that was his name, would have imagined for himself. I'm sure Abram would have been happy if he could just have a son and have an heir to pass on his family name and then, you know, maybe be well off enough to, you know, be live comfortably, right? I'm sure with just that, Abram would have been perfectly content and perfectly happy. But the calling that God had in his life forever changed the course of history. And through him, the Messiah came. And this was true about David and Gideon and Daniel. All of these big, huge heroes of the Bible received a calling that was so far beyond anything they would have imagined for themselves. So... The destiny of God is something that you have to view as this is my one in a million, once in a lifetime opportunity, and I'm going to do whatever I can to chase it. So, as I said at the beginning of this message, it's implementation time. Review those things that God has been telling you to do, that God has been telling you to make right, right? Even if it's something as simple as, spend time with me, set aside time to listen to and. Saturate yourself in my presence, right? Even if it's it's something as simple as that instruction, have you implemented it yet? Have you obeyed it? If you have not, then it shows you don't value the calling of God. And as it tell, as the Scripture tells us in Luke, those who will who can be trusted with very little, they will be trusted with much. God is bringing a move, the likes of which has never happened in the history of the church. It's a huge responsibility, but if you look out on the world, the world is ready for a revival. There is so much cynicism and darkness and all kinds of wickedness. People are desperate for something real. They don't even know what they're looking for. We can be the answer, but we have to be ready for it. Begin implementing the instructions that God has put into your life. Because even in the audience that is listening right now, there are people who are movers and shakers entrepreneurs, inventors, bankers, all kinds of people that are going to change the course of history if you allow God to put you on the path he has set out for you. It's better than anything you'd plan for yourself and you will be receiving a far greater reward, not just in heaven, but here on earth as well. When you surrender to God, he has this way of giving far more to you than you ever were able to give to Him. So trust in God and focus on Him. Start obeying and implementing today. So I'm running out of time for this week, and I really hope that you take this message to heart. It's implementation time, and God's Word is not going to be delayed. As I had mentioned at the beginning of this message, me and Pastor Chris are in the Philippines right now, and we are training business leaders, we're training ministers and pastors So that they too are going to transform the Philippines. And we're going to see the Philippines transformed. And and really the seeds that we are sowing there in the Philippines. They're seeds that we're going to reap back in America. Because you know what? It's time for a revival to hit America. And I want to see a move of God in America. The likes of which we've never seen before. That other nations will take notice. You can be a part of that move. You need to believe it and receive it and begin to obey God. And as always, if you want to support this ministry, as we're even in the Philippines right now, then don't forget to go to our website, SOGMI.org, and hit that Donate button. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Joshua Sosip, and you've been listening to the Prophetic Voice of Our Time. Until next time, God bless you. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S O G M I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to sogmi.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P O Box. One five seven nine, Helotes, Texas seven eight zero two three. Again, that is heel box one five seven nine, Helotes, Texas seven eight zero.